All right, Inappropriate Earl is back. It's been a big uh, couple weeks. We've had the bad guy from Superman 2, the great Jack O'Halloran. We've had the cast of Vanderpump Rules, the hottest reality show on TV. Uh, And now we have, I think... One of the first authors I've ever had on the podcast. Of course, we've had Stephen Piercy, the singer from Rat. Uh, he had a book come out, although I'm not sure how much he wrote of it. And uh, Bobby Brown, the cherry pie girl. Uh, she was a very uh, interesting guest, long history in rock and roll. And now we have, I think, the first legitimate author who wrote every single word of her book, the great Jennifer Irwin. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Earl. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, I'm thrilled due to the topic of your book. Uh, (laughs) uh, You know, when I told uh, my comedy friends that I'm having a author who's familiar with sex addiction on, I know it's going to be big in the comedy community, this this particular episode, because most comics are uh, in some form sex addicts. Yeah, you were saying that um, when we were setting this up, you're like, well, maybe, maybe like I, I'm, I should be interviewing you. <laughs> well, I might be a good case study. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what a sex addict is, <laughs> but uh, I might be one of them. I mean, I don't know if I'm an addict, but. <laughs> well, you, you can tell me all about, about that later and I'll, I'll see if I can give you a diagnosis. I'm not really a psychologist, but uh I mean, what got you into that uh, subject matter? Um, I taught Pilates for a long time, and um, there was private Pilates. So I heard a lot of people's problems. I heard a lot of stories that their lives and what was going on with their lives. And I, I started becoming interested in the phenomenon of sex drive and women's versus men's. Um, and then the whole thing happened um, with Tiger Woods and a lot of other, uh, a lot of press about sex addiction with men. And I was like, well, why can't women be sex addicts? And could they? And so I started researching and studying and learning more about it. And um, and I created this character that has this problem. Well, I mean, I've always found it unfair for women to be... Uh labeled sex addicts because they get labeled as a whore right and men it almost is the reverse of their cool stud right (laughs) i mean is that uh a common uh thought process like if a woman is uh labeled that she's looked down upon almost i would say so I, i i there's definitely a stigma that a guy that scores a lot of ladies is uh a stud and a girl who tends to sleep around is a whore. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'm not saying that personally, I think that, but I do think there's a stigma out there for that. Um, and I think that regardless of whatever people do to mask feelings, whether it be drinking, smoking weed, shopping, exercising too much, having sex with too many people, or you can even have sex with the character in the book, actually, one of her problems is she doesn't really like her husband, but she has sex with him every day and she doesn't, she doesn't connect with him. That's the only way that she feels close to him. So that's degrading in a way to a person. So, um, I hope my book helps people and I hope that it opens a lot of doors about sex addiction and, um, that women can have it too. And, and 
women do have high sex drives. There's not a, you know, there's a stigma too that men are more sexual than women. What do you think, uh, I, you know, I've always heard uh, from an early age that uh, we mature differently sexually. Like men, I find that the older I get, uh, not the hornier I am, but like, <laughs> you know, and women uh, maybe in their 30s become... Or even 40s. I totally believe that. I think um, women come into their sexuality later and understand their bodies better the older they get and the more comfortable they are. I mean, we uh, women get beaten down a lot about their body image and, and seeing things and advertisements of being rail thin and you're, you, know, you have to look this way or that way. And I, the older a woman gets, the more comfortable she is with her body. And that creates... Uh, a greater experience for everyone when a, when people feel good about themselves and comfortable in their skin. And I think that happens when women get a little older, definitely. Now, uh, speaking of women, I must thank... <laughs> we kind of have a second voice in the room. Yeah, I'm going to be taking some pictures throughout the podcast. You might see an arm and a leg and go, wow, there's, there's a third person here. Uh, I owe Jennifer Bean on my couch to and it's a great couch <laughs> well it's uh and get a petri dish and get a sample of this thing there's probably got a story here oh there's more than it's a few work there's some more than a few stories uh <laughs> they could do a csi yeah, uh, that's what i was thinking uh, no no it's 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 i'm a very clean person yeah no, uh, I'm, I'm totally messing with you <laughs> but there is a a second female on my couch uh right now anita lulani Luliani. Luliani. <laughs> now, it's a silent G. Right. Well, I bet. Uh, Anita is a lady I met on the set of a, a show we filmed uh, many years ago, three years ago, that's uh, not quite dead yet. No, yeah. it's not dead, but, you know, we can't tell when it's going to happen because that's a secret. It's a secret, but it's it's a <laughs> fantastic cast. Uh, I was definitely the worst actor of the of, of the group. You're actually one of the best, but that's okay. I, thought, I love the footage that I've yes. seen. Well, they were You're smart. Brilliant. They th Well, thank you, but they kept my dialogue limited, and which is <laughs> very uh, smart. I think both you and I were limited, but I think that there's more coming for that. But you were the star of the show. One, You were like the female lead, and I was uh, like, um, you know, to put it in a baseball term, I was like the relief pitcher. I came in for an inning. Well, originally it was supposed to be about my character, but what happened was, because we cast such wonderful characters, such as yourself, Dan, the AD man. The horny, um, creepy AD man, yes, which could lead back into our sex addiction. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It actually could work out. It, it always um, does. It no, but with that happening, we realized this is not about one character. This is about all the characters, and there's quite a few amazing. The ensemble is uh, extraordinary, so... But not, let's not talk about my our thing. Right, but I had to, like, you know, because in the we pictures. We have to plug yes. it because it's, it's got, this show has to come out. It's amazing. It will. We will it's be, uh, it's all timing and it's it's on, it's it's on there. It's yeah. out there. We'll we'll get it out there. Soon. So that, uh, I just wanted to introduce the podcast world to Anita and, uh, you know, I thank you for bringing Jennifer to me. And thanks for having her. Yeah. She's going to be an aspiring, Anita. she's an aspiring author and I can't wait to see what's this adventure is going to take her. Well, it's uh, big things are coming for this book. That's uh, right. I'm, I'm very excited. And I mean, 
what I love about in what I think uh, certainly the comics who listen to the show, so many people write scripts, uh, TV shows, even their own stand-up sets, and nothing ever happens because I think they get discouraged with the process. Like, can you take us through like? How did you get the idea for the book? I, I'm sure I, I can't imagine trying to write a book and seeing it from that first page to where you are now selling it that has for a movie. Yeah. Um, selling it for selling the film rights has um, it just, it's a dream come true for me. I mean, honestly, every author wants that and, and hopes for that. And the fact that I was able to sell the, the film rights um, before anyone's read the book is it I mean it's it's huge but for me to come up with the I, I wanted to write a book um and I knew I had a story in, in my head and I I did I I've said this a thousand times but I wrote a screenplay when I was in college so I've always in, been interested in in stories and wanting to tell a story and I created this character that I that is highly relatable to women and at the same time, I also want there to be lessons in this book and relatable lessons uh, to understand people aren't alone, that that we all have problems, we all have struggles. And um, I want people to care about this character, even though she has had some issues with sleeping around. She's a good person. And there's a reason why she does what she does. She had a hard childhood. She married the wrong guy. So she's got these problems and you and you can see how all that culminated and made her a sex addict. But from the moment I started writing this book and at first I, I would just write at night for a couple of hours and I started asking people to read it when it was just in its most neophyte stage. And I had dinner the other night with a friend who was one of my first test readers when the character name wasn't even Prudence Aldrich. It was something else. And back then she loved it. And I just, I'm constantly working on it. I'm constantly getting it better and, and making it, I want to have a New York Times bestseller. I want to, I want to knock it out of the ballpark. I, I, and I want to do that for myself. And I want to do that so that people line up at the movie theaters when the film comes out, that they want to see this movie too, and create, like you said, a television series and maybe a Broadway show. And this character's that awesome. She's just an amazing character. So... Now, can I, uh, do you have in your mind who you'd like to play the, the character? Like, I know one male actor is, you've already reached out to him. Can I say who it is? Well, or? I haven't, I'm actually not going to be casting because the author is the the producer's worst nightmare. <laughs> but wouldn't they want your know, input? They, You know, they, they will, I obviously I'll have meaningful conversations and, and the producer is an incredibly talented person and um, has definite ideas on, on who she wants to play Prudence and who she wants to play the role of Carl. Um, and I love her ideas on that, whether or not those people, I know that some have been approached and um, they're, they're starting to plant the seeds, but I don't know whether anybody's made commitments or not. Right. Um, I don't know where they are with that, but they're, the filming isn't going to start for, I think, a year and a half. And they, someone has to write the screenplay first. It's it, There's a process. So that's why, for me, I want the book uh, to have a chance to be a New York Times bestseller, to be a number one book and Amazon and um, in its genre, because that just makes the film all the more successful. Right. So... 
Yeah. Well, the problems, uh, like some of my favorite novels, uh, like I love Elmore Leonard, and uh, like he wrote a novel called 52 Pickup, which I love. Great book, yeah. And they made a movie, which I loved, but they, and uh, it different, in American Psycho, same. Yeah, uh, amazing book, yeah. The, the books differed from the movies, like a lot. Uh, yeah. Do you have concerns that uh, the, the film would differ from the book a lot? You know, um, I had dinner with the producer, um, uh, I guess maybe a month ago, and we talked about that. And I, mostly, it's the readers that that feel, uh, oh, they wanted to, they want to follow the story and they want to see it really unfold on the screen. But more, I, it's more important that the film has a good story in itself. And I don't think any. Uh, film can exactly depict what happens in a book. It just, it's not possible. So more than that, the nuances of the character and, and who she is and um, how she feels and aesthetically, it should be beautiful. The sets, the the cinematography. And that's, that's something that I'm really excited about because the producer is extremely into the visual side of this film and the beauty of it. And, um, Regardless, to answer your question, I'm okay with them straying from the book a bit and changing things to make it look, to make the film better. It's probably going to have to happen. And I think that's okay. For the most part, it's going to be the book on film. Because this uh, movie could be, uh, it might be some sex scenes, I'm assuming. Not graphic. I hope so. But I mean that. Yeah, uh, there's definitely going to be some sex scenes. Like, yeah. like I know in American Psycho, the the novel was very, very graphic and mm-hmm. like brutally graphic, and and maybe the movie not so much. Which a lot of people thought the movie was you know pretty wacky. Yeah, and you can take Fifty Shades of Grey, which right. um, I couldn't personally finish that book, but it was a very popular book, or is a very popular book, and um, but the movie wasn't popular, and I don't really know why. Other than I think people like reading about that, but they didn't want to see it on film. And the chemistry between the actors was wrong. And that's going to be critical, that the chemistry between the two actors that play Carl and Prudence, it has to be, to quote the producer, love and hate. You have to feel both with these characters. And so that's going to be really important to the casting, Um, you know, but... I there's a lot of sex in the book. It's not an erotica book, but it there's sex in the book a lot actually. And I did a book reading um in Redondo Beach at a friend's store and everyone was like, "Read another sex scene." So, I mean, people want to read about sex. I you know, they want to know well, she's a sex addict, so is there is there sex in the book? There's sex in the book. It's, you- a, it's good sex. Well, <laughs> it's I good hope. Sex scene. <laughs> Now, how much is Prudence based on, or is any of her character based on you? Um, Well, of course, every character that I write and make up has a little bit of me in the character. Um, And I definitely uh, see a lot of similarities between me and Prudence Aldrich. She's actually evolved quite a bit from when I first developed the character. She's... um, She's just very, she's been beaten down quite a bit. She's had a hard childhood. I, I'm not, I wasn't that person. Um, but I feel she's intelligent. I'm intelligent. She has great friends. I've, I've had the gift of amazing girlfriends. And um, I feel 
there's a lot of things there that I'm definitely have similar. She, she, I made, I made her fashionable. Um, I made her an interior designer for her career. I'm not an interior designer, but I like it. And one of my best friends is an interior designer. So I was able to tap into that and learn about that so I could make the character better. Um, you know, I, is it mean? No. Do I like sex? Yes. Especially with the man that, <laughs> that I love. Well, you have three um, kids. Yeah. I'm assuming you like sex. <laughs> But um, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not a sex addict, but I think we've all struggled with our moral compass. And I think we've all questioned it. And actually, Anita and I were talking about that on the ride here. You know, when you get divorced, you kind of, you get a little, you take the wild rat road a little bit and then you kind of reel it back in. And um, especially you know, if you're in your 40s. Right. It, yeah, yeah. Tell me to, about to, it. And to go back to the original thing you asked, you know, yeah, I'd say Anita's in her sexual prime right now. I mean, she's hot. Oh, both of you. And I, I know I, you guys, absolutely. <laughs> Thank I mean, you. Um, well, uh, I mean, I've never been married, but I've certainly had some rough breakups recently where I might have uh, explored, you know, the wild side. Yeah, and it's painful. You know, I, I have three boys and, you know, I, I, I've watched them. Uh, my older son, he's probably going to kill me for saying this. He, he liked to say that he was a little bit wild and for a while in college. And he just didn't like himself when he was doing that. You know, sleeping around can, it leaves you feeling empty. It's not a good feeling. You know? I don't know about that. Um, no, well, you, it gets old after a while. I that's would say the, that. That's yes. the thing, you know, especially you, if you use it for the wrong reasons. Yeah. If you use it for the wrong reasons. And, and frankly, I, I would say my all my boys prefer to be in a relationship with someone rather than just being out playing the field. Now, there's a lot of guys out there that are not like that. And um, I'm interested in wondering why some guys are and some, why some aren't. And I think love is timing. You, oh, absolutely. You, you know, maybe you're not ready to fall in love right now because you just went through a breakup and you need to heal from that. You don't want to jump into a relationship right now. You know, probably wouldn't be a good idea for you. Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I, my last couple of relationships have made me uh, see OJ's point of view a little more. And uh, oh no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So one of the things that I really um, learned a lot from, I read a book before I met Charlie. It was the guy that, that I'm currently with and I've been with for six years. And he, I always say he's not my type. So before when I was dating the same kind of guy, um, I'd read this book by Marion Williamson called Return to Love. And she's like, so how's your type working for you? Is that working out? <laughs> you want to just question. keep going back there to the same type? Well, it wasn't working for me. So I, you turn over a stone you normally wouldn't. And I've never been happier with someone that's not my type. So maybe you should think about that. You should go you know, for not your type and see how it works out for you. Well, I mean, type, what is your type? I don't, uh, have a type per se. I like who I like and, uh, I've dated older girls. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm dating a 20 year old right now. It's, it's most, you know, I'm 47 and and most people would be like, well, does her mother know? (laughs) Yeah. Her mother loves me. (laughs) Oh, that's good. Um, and I mean, I never, uh, have chased younger girls before. It's never been my thing. It's not an ego thing for me. She's really cool. And, uh, you know, I've dated, you know, girls my age, uh, you know, I wouldn't say dated, but maybe did things with girls older than me. So I, uh, I don't have a type per se. So uh, I bet if you looked at all the women, you would find a thread of similarity. 
they all look different. Like not yeah. necessarily looks, 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 maybe personality trait that you're drawn to. And, and you might find that if you find that similarity and you look elsewhere, that that might be somebody that made you happier in the long run. Well, I mean, I was a mama's boy for sure. So, uh, but uh, none of my past, say, three to four girlfriends uh, reminded me of my mom at all. So <laughs> That's probably a good thing. I think I, I have raised mama's boys, hopefully. But I think it's good when you're a mama's boy. How you treat your mom is oh. a big reflection on how you treat women. Sure. Oh, well, my mom uh, taught me, uh, you know, I, I never had a birds and the bees uh, conversation with my mom. She just said, uh, and I know she was speaking sexually. She said, always make the girl happy first and they'll come back. That's right. And, and I think smart. that's good advice. <laughs> I, I probably tell the same thing to my boys, only in a different way. But yeah, no, that's men are very naive about women and their bodies and how their bodies work and how complicated they are versus, you know, that women are like a Ferrari and men are like a Ford truck. Right. And so, a Ram, a Dodge Ram. Yeah, exactly. A Dodge Ram. And so, and, and men just don't get it. And it's good to, to learn about that because, um, you know, and, and, and all the women that fake orgasms, I mean, that's just, you know, you're just laying a path of destru destruction right there. But, you're telling the guy he's doing everything right. And then the next girl he dates, it's like, you well, know. Well, I can say one thing that I did was have daughters. I mean, I have three daughters and a son. Yeah. And my two oldest are teenagers. They're older now, older teenagers. The one thing I told them, and maybe that's the wrong thing for me to say, but coming from Sweden, I think I'm a little bit out there. And I told them, do you masturbate? And I thought they were going to fly out of my car. <laughs> You know, and and I said seriously, if you don't know, need, if you don't know how to take care of yourself, then how do you expect Absolutely. the guy to know what you yeah. eat? Right. So and they're like my pretending book, like nothing. But yeah, there's a lot of masturbation. But I think that's a really important thing. A woman or a girl needs to actually know how to take care of herself first, kind of understand her body, how it works, to go out there and do it. Yeah. Or you won't have a pleasure, and that's a lot of problems with the younger girls. They just want to do it, then they don't realize what it is, or they don't like what they feel. Exactly. So. Now, why do women uh, fake orgasms? Is it to not hurt the guy's feelings or I, ego? You know, I had an, uh, a, a boyfriend in New York and I was young and I, I really liked him. And he was actually friends with John Kennedy. And so I got to go to Jacqueline Onassis' apartment and he had gone to Brown with John John. And so it kind of brought me into this really interesting world. But I was faking orgasms with this guy. And I just, and I finally told him. Because it was bothering me so much. I don't know. I started doing it and then I just couldn't stop. It was like a bad, you know, reel playing over and over. And when I told him, he dumped me. <laughs> that was it. It was over. And I mean, I was like, what? You know, and now, and then I said to myself, I'm never doing that again. That was so stupid, you know, because you're not being authentic with yourself. Right. And it's not fair to the guy. I don't know why women do it. Well, I think uh, uh, maybe because they don't know how to get one. Yeah. Maybe. And, and and I think there's the stress level of especially younger girls because a lot of girls don't have their first orgasm until they hit their 30s. Or they may. may. may not even, you know. Yeah. And I've, so I've, and there's I've all kinds of orgasms. I've known people that have never had one with a Exactly. Man. Exactly. And the thing is, man, you know, they watch the porn or whatever it is out there, on especially now with social media, you see everything. You can watch it on your and phone. a lot of it is yeah. faked. Or, you know, whatever. And so they think, oh, you can, I can just touch her and she'll get an orgasm. 
But that's not how the body really works. It's all trigger points. Yeah. So, and then girls well, are like, oh, stressful. Oh, women just, are very mental and more, uh, it's a lot in their heart and minds and, and things like that. And men are a little bit more physical. And, um, you and mean visual. like visual, like a visual and yeah, more physical and women it's, it can be, it's a very, um, it, it, the alignment of every planet and, you know, has, <laughs> so it's, a, it's not as easy for a woman. I, although I do have friends and I, I'm very jealous of them where they're, you know, they, it's very easy for them, but most women, it's not, you know, they have to feel safe. A woman has to feel, you know, that you're not taking, you know, it's not taking too long or, and they start making a list in their head or thinking, do I look fat or do I have a cellulite? You know, just a thousand. If you got into a woman's head, you'd probably be like, you'd go crazy. You wouldn't believe it. I mean, you would you would just and, and all this is in my book and that prudence is mind, you know, monkey brain. Women just are constantly. And it goes back to what you were saying earlier about the age being, you know, yeah. once you hit your 40s, you're more, you know, or older, mm -hmm. you're just you're more in tune with your own self. Yeah, I, don't care I think there's a lot of pressure for women to, you know, be like, yeah, you know, I mean, the whole Harry Met Sally scene, like, right. yes, yes, oh, you know, I that's mean, really that's not, not you know, real. Okay, I've got kids in the next room. I can't be like, yes, Charlie. Uh, you know, I mean, that would just be so. <laughs> my kids would just be like, no, my, uh, you know, right. It would just be off. I mean, you know, it just it, it, the real thing. Sex is messy. It's sweaty. It there's noises. Yeah. You know, it, there. It's not always great. It can be awkward. It's, you know, it's never perfect. Sometimes it feels, it's just, it's different all the time. And just relax and enjoy it. And, and hopefully you're with someone you like. And that person, most mo for the most part, to the women out there, men are so grateful to be with a woman. Stop worrying about whether you're fat or worrying about the way you look. Don't you agree, Earl? When you say women just really need to, to relax a little bit more. Oh, yeah. I mean, about their bodies and feel better about themselves. Well, you know, I think in LA specifically, it, it's like I go to this gym called Equinox. They're not a sponsor. I I, I go to Equinox too. Let's just give them a plug right now. I mean, <laughs> I, I used to go to Equinox. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's a uh, the pressure there. Uh, I mean, like I've been told by every girl, well, not every, but a, a fair amount of them that, wow, you have the best body I've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And then I go to Equinox. I'm like, Jesus Christ, I got to put a sweatshirt on. I'm like, I don't feel. But you're a hockey player, so. But I mean, I don't feel worthy at Equinox. It's like you. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. And for a girl, uh, even if you have big boobs, you go there and it's like, there's like a girl who looks like she has like two midgets in her sports bra. <laughs> double F. Do yeah, double. I met a girl there the other day with G's. I didn't even know that was a size. Yeah, I don't even know where you would get How that do you, size bra. you even bra. have a bra for that? Oh, um, yeah. I don't think she does. I mean, she <laughs> looks like she had boulders. That sounds like back pain to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think this girl is right looking that far into the future. Uh, I think, in, uh, but I mean, it's just you. The pressure to look good in it's, LA. It's huge. Is, it is huge. I agree. She'll have to have implants on her back. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I should. No, no. It's about well. I mean, whatever. But, you know, you're absolutely right, and I, you know, I um a lot of. The, the character in my book's problem, Prudence, is she has self-esteem issues. And and some of that was triggered by her marriage. And uh, I think I want my book to answer and help answer some of the questions that women pick the wrong men a lot of the times. They pick the wrong, they want the bad boy. They want the guy, the hot guy that's in trouble and has problems. And And why do women want that, you know, instead of a nice guy, a good guy? 
And um, I think that women beat themselves up in their heads and they settle sometimes. They don't feel worthy of, of certain things. And, and a lot of that has to do with your childhood and dragging around a lot of baggage from your childhood. So you got to get through things that happened to you in your childhood and not let it ruin your life and not, you know, we've talked about that, Anita, because, yes. you know, you, you, neither one of us had perfect childhoods. No one has a perfect childhood. No, no. parent. I believe me, I've ca- probably done a lot of, you know, <laughs> psychological, psychological damage to my kids, but I do the best I can. I mean, we all do as parents, but right. um, you want to grow from your childhood and not let it ruin your life. That's the main thing. Yeah. I mean, I had a strange childhood, you know, yeah. like, and make and have that make you a better person and you can use it for your humor. I'm sure you use it in your comedy acts. Oh, sure. You know, rather than have it um, be something that really hangs over you and, and you know, ruins your life. It, it should be sure. something that you kind of heal from and move on. And, and that's where you can step in too, um, to be that inspiration to because a lot of girls just can't go through. Yeah, know. they can't get past yeah. things in their childhood. And um and Prudence has had this hard childhood. And the reason she's a sex addict, I mean, she she had, she was molested and she had very, which caused a lot of low self-esteem and having a tough childhood um, can affect your maturity level, you know, and you become, you're less mature and um, you're stunted in that sense. So, and I learned a lot of this through research and talking to people and, and meetings and whatnot. Um and when I learned problems from women teaching Pilates, all women are the same. They all have the same problems. One person could be flying a private jet and the other one's struggling to pay for private Pilates lessons, but everyone's the same. You know, we all want to be accepted. We, we all want friends. We all want to find love and feel good. And um, so that universal uh, feeling and the similarities between women was really interesting to me. And so I wanted to create a character that was relatable in that way. Do you think men will be able to gain something? Uh, because I uh, maybe uh, I was uh, cheated on uh, a few, uh, you know, won't get that into. That feels awful. That's the That's worst painful. feeling. Probably yeah. still affects me. No, but... I bet it does. And and I I can imagine that was really, really painful. And, and, and now you have, issue. so now you have triggers. Okay. Yes. And that trigger can affect your current relationship. And the best thing to do about that trigger is to tell your girlfriend, you know what, when I, when you don't text me back or whatever the trigger is, it, it, it just, my stomach flip, like I get, I feel sick. So I just want you to know it's a trigger for me. It doesn't that, have anything yeah. to do with you, but you know what I mean? Oh, it's always it's better yes. to eloquently let your partner know this is a sensitive, painful thing. I'm still not quite healed. Mm-hmm. And this is why I'm acting like a freak when I don't hear back from you. You know what I mean? Oh, I hundred percent. And identify what your triggers are. Because oh, you've been I, hurt, yes, you know? and that that's painful. And I'm in a business where uh, male comics are uh, animals. Uh, oh yeah, you get. Oh, I'm, and I used to I, be one of them. Uh, I'd you probably know. be crying every night of it. <laughs> I'd be so like, what? Did you really mean that? Did you say that about me? But I mean, they're very competitive. Uh, like I would say, the last three girlfriends I've had, uh, all comics, because that's you know, it's all I'm around. I I I, I don't meet regular girls who. Audience members, maybe, but uh, mm-hmm. they're usually on a date. So, uh, um, but male comics are like, well, she's dating Earl, or pardon my language, fucking Earl. Right. So fuck me. Uh, oh, really? Oh, they're. Oh. <laughs> they're. 
they're all my friends, but they are the most uh, horny species of me- uh, okay, what with, you can get, ladies you know? out there. <laughs> if, you, if you like, if you like sex, maybe go find yourself a comedian. Just go watch. Go to the comedy show. store uh, and look for. Uh, Jeez, man! Oh, I know. <laughs> you it's, never knew. It, oh, they're Fun fact right there. They're unbelievable. Well, now I want to put a comedian in my book. You really should. Yeah, I'm kind of. What do you think? It was so fun for me and Anna to go and find comedians. Yeah, I, I'm yeah. not saying I'll sleep. Maybe Earl. Right? I might. If, I might ask you some questions after because I am. Ask them now. I mean, uh, I mean, I just, I, I'm curious why you think comedians are hornier than well, male dudes. comics are. It's a very uh, competitive field, uh, and so, uh, like, I, my problem, uh, and, and I don't want to make this interview about me, but like, uh, I'm one of those nice guys you were talking about. I right? love, I, I love that Earl. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. but it's a problem that. It's not a problem. It I, was, well, I, I hope it's, it's not because I have yeah. three really nice guys. My boys are, they're all good guys. And I, I, I hope that good guys actually do make it in this world. I don't know if they do. I think no, they do. I, I'm I with it's, one right it's now. Uh, maturity too. I think like you were pointing out earlier. You're that, with a good guy. Yeah. Right speak up about your issues, you know, and, and a lot of times that's considered, oh, that means that I'm going to show my weak side. It's not a weak side, actually. It's a strong side of you mm-hmm. to be able to talk about those things. Intimacy in a relationship. Yeah. You don't want to be with someone critical. who's not. Yeah. And oh, absolutely. And rigorous honesty is critical. And I, um, you know, I, I try to do that in my relationship. And you want to be with someone that helps you be a better person and you help them. I mean, it's, you both grow together and, and, the fact that you're a nice guy makes you a, a vulnerable person. I would say, you know, mm. you're you, you have a heart. Yes. And the sad thing is, is when a girl cheats on a guy, it shuts the heart up a little bit, and you get a little hardened. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. And so you want to try and chip that back away, so that you're back to being Earl, the nice guy with the warm heart. And with the girl after that uh, experience, I fucked up, and uh... what'd you do? Well, she she is a very beautiful comic. Uh, I won't say her name, but uh, uh, the in the cheating scenario, uh, these uh, I won't say gentlemen, but uh, these dudes were very nice to my face, and then uh, behind the scenes, things were going on. Uh, but with the the second girl, guys were very out in front about it, like they they knew we were dating and it, it was uh and do you more out you, in the open are you like my a marriage. trusting person i wasn't at that time and it had nothing to do with the girl uh-huh. it was all i don't trust guys now to this day like you know i always feel like girls That's are the I ones am, that yeah. always want to get you know they, they they'll whatever they they'll take have. your life yeah. they'll, they'll steal your soul they'll i want what you, you have yeah it's, i want what you have yeah. i want uh-huh. that man you know the, the guy no wasn't cool. hot until you know yeah then the guy gets really successful and you know it's 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 tough it's tough out there yeah. Um, and I think people, I, I'm sorry to hear that about that, that these guys are doing that to you. They're, well, it'll good. happen. You know, girls are going to get hit on and they have to make a choice. And the choice is either to tell you this relationship's not working. So, um, because I'm interested in someone else or they tell your, the guys that are hitting on them, I'm flattered, but I'm in a relationship right. and that's that. You know, and that and that's a choice people fail to make a lot of the time. And that's 
you know. And if people worked on their relationship and spent as much more energy on their relationship than they did cheating and texting and, you know, doing all the things they're, they're doing on the side, they might actually have a better relationship. I, I mean. Now, why do you think people cheat? I mean, I know that's not necessarily. I never think it's really, it, it, it's not necessarily, um, oh, I think sometimes it could just be sex because I think a lot of marriages, the sex goes away and, and. Um, gets routine. I do actually. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily routine. Or to just because I remember listening um, to some tapes that I was doing research, and if a, if a couple's actually having sex and a pie of their marriage, it's only worth twenty percent. But if they're not, it's eighty percent of the problem. And women, you know, look menopause. I don't know why women cut the cord on sex. I, I don't think they should. I mean, that's just my opinion. I think it's not a good idea. And I don't think that women should expect their men, you know, to not have sex. I mean, it's just the only thing that differentiates a couple from the friend is that they're supposed to be doing it. And you're, you know, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> and your girlfriend are doing it and you and I are friends and we're not. So women need to figure out why they're not interested in sex and resent is a big one. They get, they start harboring resentment and he didn't help me do the dishes and he's a, women want for the most part, their love language is acts of service. They want you to help out and do certain things and you just have to figure out what that is. And it's really easy. It's not that big of a deal. And the other thing is my mom used to say to me, if you're not in the mood, you'll get in the mood. It takes about a minute. That's it. Just say yes. And push the triggers. You know, yeah. And saying no causes more angst than saying yes, you know? And so that's just my opinion. And I, you know, I'm not a sex expert or whatever. I think but, you are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I do believe that women use sex as a tool of manipulation in relationships. And I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah. Most often it's really women that stop having sex. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And that's, I think men. that made me want to create a sex addict for women. And to turn that around, um, I think that sex is really important. It keeps you young. It makes you happy. It, it, it's healthy. It burns calories. And it's something you and your partner do that's special. And enjoy it. Have fun. Don't take it too seriously, you know? Um, but why women, why people cheat? I don't know why men cheat. I mean, I've cheated. I can't answer that because I'm not, well. you know, I'm not a man, but... Um, yeah. And, and, and honestly, look, people aren't perfect. It's better to try and break up with someone than to cheat. That's, that's what really, I would have preferred. That's really preferable. Yeah. Break preferable. up with me. And, um, and I, you know, in our society, I think right now, and I, and I do have teenage kids, there's a sexual revolution going on with women. Women are, are sexualizing themselves. I think that's another extreme that, that is troubling me. It's, it, it's, it's a problem. And the problem is that you can't just give all that away. A dude's got to earn that. So let's go back into like the dark ages. Men are hunters. Okay. And I tell all the 14 year old, 15 year old, 16 year old girl, they all come over to my house. I'm like, you know, first of all, least lean to the imagination, you know, don't just have the, you know, booty shorts and your boobs hanging. Like try to cover up a little bit. We know you have a hot body. You're, you know, you're 15. Come on. I, I had a hot body at 15 too back in the day. But the thing is, is that, um, I think that women need to hold back a little bit. Let, the guy's got to earn that, right. you know, I agree. you just give that away. I remember yeah. actually being on a beach in Italy, uh, years ago when I was a teenager, 
or, you know, 20. I was still a teenager. And um, my little sister-in-law at the time, who ended up being my sister-in-law, she was probably 12. And we're walking on the beach, and we're the only ones who were wearing, actually, a two-piece. Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you, yeah, the boys tough. were chasing us, throwing soccer balls <laughs> at us and coming and picking them up right in front of us. And she's like, why are everybody staaring at us? Why is everybody? And I said, because we're wearing top. And I actually <laughs> like it. They want to know what's behind the, Yeah, men you know? are, it's funny. But, but it's, they were so interested in these yeah. two girls who are walking they love on the beach. That they actually didn't show everything. Yeah, they want to you know? imagine what's underneath that. Well, it's hard to imagine now with yeah. sexting it's hard to and uh, yeah. everything guys was out there. Yeah, sex you want to see a, a sex is a problem. <laughs> Dick you know? pics. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I've told all my boys, I, you know, I told them this a while ago. I was like, never send a picture of your dick, and they're always like, "Mom, it's like the news. What thing. are you talking about? So I disagree. Why would you do that." I every dick pic I've ever gotten, I laugh and then I'm just going, this guy's out of his mind. Like, what is he thinking? Yeah. But I have the great, I have the greatest <laughs> dick pic ever. This is great full body shot. The lighting's perfect. Oh, it's it's an art. No, it's keep an it. art. You keep and you send the oh. same dick pic to every girl. It's been passed yeah. all over Los Angeles. I mean, come on. In the L.A. comedy <laughs> scene. <glowing>? Yes. <laughs> in the L.A. comedy scene, if you haven't seen my dick pic, it's like you're well, not in comedy. I saw on Instagram the pic of you completely naked, but you have like with a, a Chewbacca. You, oh, yeah. is it a Chewbacca? Uh, my dog Chewbacca, has a Chewbacca. Yes. My dog loves that <laughs> Chewbacca. You don't want to get near my dog when you have that hanging on your. Oh. Well, it was just right when uh, Star <laughs> Star Wars <laughs> came out. I thought that's the pic, but. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, uh, well, now, so what's your Instagram? Everyone can everyone can check the pick out. It's just uh, at Earl Skakel, E A R L S K A K E L. You got to see this picture. It's <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, it was done more for fun. Well, yeah, it's a com you're a com you're a comedian, so it's, yeah. Well, people ask me, Earl, you're in your mid forties. What do you have a dick pic? Uh, and uh, I. Now, who gets the dick pic? Do you send it to your mom or, you know? Well, you know? no, the, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Who's it for? You know, it's, um, it was done more for laughs because the uh, a fellow comic, Jeff Richards, I don't mind saying his name. He's been a guest on the show. Uh, he asked me once in a joking way what my ex-girlfriend's uh, private area looked like. And I still loved her at the time. So that that's kind of yeah. Even Come for two on, guys dude. joking. Yeah. yeah, that's a little much. You that's, hitting that. a, that's hitting a little bit yeah. extreme. That's brutal. At the time it was uh Boundaries. Like, Boundary check. So it's like, oh <laughs> it's all in my book. You wanna uh, see what uh her uh looks like? Well, let me send it to you. And so, I, oh, I see. And then you took I, a picture of yourself. And has it <laughs> I would do that. I think that's yeah, funny. That's awesome. That's funny. Well, and has he deserved it, that, frankly. He did, but... Uh, but then did he t show it to everyone? That's the problem with dick pics. Well, but. when I sent it to him, he was at the Hollywood Improv, uh, and he showed it to the female manager at the time, who was is still there, and mysteriously, I got a spot there a day later. So, uh, <laughs> oh. Hey, sometimes That's you funny. And I don't get Take spots there very often. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it has worked, and uh, I just keep it just for laughs. Yeah. And, um, honestly, the, the thing that it happens is it tends to just, it's a turnoff, you know, for the most part. Well, and, I think for uh, classy yeah. girls like you girls, and I'm not just well, saying. Well, thank you. you know. That's like very it, nice. I mean. like, he just called us classy. And he, Thanks for calling us classy. Well, yeah. I, I mean. Uh, well, I, I, I appreciate that. And you know what? I I hope that elegant, classy comes back. It makes a comeback. I do too. I really do. And I I I'm being a lady and and I just I find that 
I, I feel sad a little bit now when I and I don't have a daughter, so I don't know really what it's like to raise a girl right oh, now. But I don't even want to go in on that side. I know that Charlie. We were driving in a carpool for a while, and Charlie said he came home and he goes, Jen, I can't. I'm not going to do that anymore. I said, Well, why? He goes, I just I feel like creeper dad. The girl gets <laughs> in the car and she's her shorts are non-existent you know and classical uniform i feel like i can see every he just it freaked him out you know and i don't know if girls change before their mom sees them go out the door they change even the the dresses that they're wearing to formal i mean they're i don't even i mean they're i honestly don't know how they're not showing everything i've seen quite a few of those yeah when you sit down i mean there's just your butt's on the limo seat i mean there's no way (laughs) there's no way hey put your shorts on underneath yeah (laughs) well i mean i like you know i grew up in the 70s you know 80s uh when i was a kid teenager and uh i I don't i mean nowadays kids were in leggings back then well i mean oh yeah yeah I mean, Angie Dickinson was, uh, you know, hanging out on TV when I was like, wow, she's cute. Uh, now it's like you can literally look at uh, high def porn on your, no, your right. mobile phone. Right. And I've really discouraged it's my kids over to, from looking at porn. I'm, and, and I don't want to bash on the porn industry at all because well, I don't watch um, it. So, pl- you I mean, know, yeah. honestly, I feel look, um, the women are need money. And they, they're, they're desperate and some of them are moms and some of them are drug acts and, and that all they feel like they have is that, you know, but it ruins, it ruins minds. It fries brains mm-hmm. and it's, it, um, it actually, they don't, it's, they don't know why, but it burns images in your brain and that you can't ever get them out. No, and I mean, uh, you just can't. And, and it actually causes erectile dysfunction. Well, I don't. You overwatch porn; it ruins it ruins your junk. So that's one reason not to watch. <laughs> it. Like, right ouch! And that I explains know a lot. A real phenomenon. Yeah. The urologists are doing really yeah. well right now because these guys in their thirties are going in there going, "Well, yeah. my junk doesn't." There's a lot of me. issues with men in their thirties, actually. Yeah. yeah, and and it's addicting, and well, they can't they can't cure you because it's fried into your brain. Mm-hmm. It's really weird. Well, I've never uh, understood the appeal of porn. I mean, like women to me are the most beautiful. Oh, creations. Uh, we need a lot of you. Yeah. But uh, after 10 minutes with, you know, Lexington Steel and his, you know, <laughs> 13 inch weenie, I'm sorry. You're <laughs> over it. Um, I mean, it just, uh, it's high def, Blu ray. I mean, this is, I have a great TV. Yeah, I see that. It's, a, it's 75 a huge inches, TV. high def, all that stuff. And uh, a woman's. Uh, Certain areas after uh, Mr. Steele has been there, I, I, I'm good on that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, well, that's yeah. good that you don't, I, you know, I, I think it's, um, it's not real. Like you said, it's not realistic. No, um, I not. think it, that it's uh, puts uh, it, boys watch it before they've, you know, Oh, they sex. love it. But they think they're going to stay hard all night and come 22 times. I mean, it's just not going to happen, you know, not in their forties. Yeah. And so <laughs> it, it, it creates a, a false image of and reality that and it takes oh. away the feelings. And that's really the nice thing about sex. And, um, and the important part of it, it's supposed to be a positive it's experience. Act of love, yeah. you know, yeah. and it should, it should be feeling, you should have feelings for the person. So, um, I think we can all learn and grow as people. And I really, I hope that my book can help people with that. And, and talking about sex is important. It shouldn't be a taboo subject. It's, it's a, it's an important part of life. You know, it's an important part of who we are. 
as people. Do you, since both of you are, you know, Native Americans, not Native Americans. <laughs> I'm I mean, in India. you've been born and raised in, in this country because I, you know, I was born and raised in Sweden. Right. And it's, you talk about those things early. Yeah. It's part of your I like that about society, yeah. you know, so I, I never thought of that until I came here and it was pointed out to me. No, no, that's not, we, we, those, that's a hush hush thing. You don't talk about those things. You don't show anything. And now right. it's like all over the place showing everything, but it's like still not talked about. The, it, yeah. It's, and that's scary That's to me. the thing that's happening is the sexuality that's out there. It's not a genuine, it's just, it's, it's more a visual mm -hmm. thing. And I think girls are having sex at young, too young. That, that troubles me. When 13, 14 yeah, years that's, old. It's, it troubles They're me. They're 12 now. You're that's not crazy. ready, you know, and he, and it's not, it, it ruins a lot of things in your life. The body's not ready for yeah, it. Yeah, the body's not, and, and you well, need mind. to kiss a boy for a long time. And kissing's really a beautiful thing. It's the most amazing thing. I mean, have you ever gone on a date with a girl who's smoking hot, but she's a bad kisser? You're just like, forget it. It's, uh, it I mean, can be, uh, great. Kissing is important. Yeah. Well, it's, you just don't jam it in. Yeah. <laughs> I, Charlie and I used to compare stories. He was with a girl that just opened her mouth, you know, like a remora. Right. Really? You know, I was with a guy once Ew. like that and I was like, yeah. what are you doing? What? What is happening right now? Thing? <laughs> la, la, yeah. La. yeah, like Gene Simmons, just you know. Yeah, you, you kind of feel your whole face is wet, and you're like, oh. "What just happened?" Well, every now and then, it's you know, it, it, uh, you know, I've been installed in my head. Whatever the girls into, I'm into. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, you're flexible. You I like that. If you can well, sink together. Yeah. Well, I can honestly say, due to my mom's uh, interesting uh, birds and bees talk. Uh, I won't say every girl, but I would say most girls who I've um, taken care of, uh, for lack of a better word, of uh, let's just say they always keep uh, in touch. Yeah, I, you know, I it's I <laughs> tell I my boys the kissing same session? thing. I tell my boys it isn't about you; it's yeah. about them. Well, if you want and them to come back, yeah, you have to you have to be you know very into the girl and you have to take care of the girl and that's really really important i mean the stuff i've told my boys that away around too yeah yeah exactly. yeah but men are i think uh well, you're easier to take care of some yeah. men are oh i came in two minutes i'm good <laughs> you know and then all the and the girls are telling all our friends oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't understand how much girls talk mm -hmm. seriously they're way worse than men oh my way gosh. worse y yeah it's just, it's unbelievable. But that works in my favor due to my upbringing. <laughs> That's good. good. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, my, my boyfriend's uh, one, of, he's three kids in his family. He's two sisters and, and he's a good shopper. I've never been with a guy that actually will look for a good bargain at Nordstrom mm. Rack. You know, I mean, he, it's, it's awesome. I love it yeah, because he's in touch guys. with his feminine side mm. in that way. I mean, I mean, if you saw him, he's like, he's a dude from Boston, played hockey. He's, you know, he's a burly dude. He's a big guy. But he's, you know, he can go shopping and he's ha he's fun. He's happy. I'm like, that's so cute. Because I love you, it. Women like a guy who's put together. Like, yeah, uh, I've restyled him. That's what we do. You're restyling Mark right now. Well, we're kind of early in the game. <laughs> Take him to uh, Varvados on I, Melrose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. I love I love all that. I love a dude with style. I really do. Yeah. I, I really all my boys have different style, but right. good style, unique style. Yeah, have your own from, style. It doesn't matter what it is, but you gotta I have think your jeans own style. and a really nice T-shirt. It's, it's a good style if it's right. I can't stand when guys don't have style. Why well, wear leather pants? And, uh, oh, right. That's probably that probably looks great when you're doing comedy. 
It does. It's because it's slightly different. Most comics don't wear leather pants. Who makes your leather pants? John Varvatos. I'm always looking for mm. a great pair of leather yeah. pants. I Everyone tell you, for a man, uh, and I, once again, they are not sponsors of mine. Uh, but jo- we could get them now that we've done the plug on the pants. I liked John Varvatos on Melrose. I, I, yeah, I mean, I oh. love the way he designs my Is, uh It's just enough. Yeah. You know, I... Personally, for my own style, I look at Billy Idol. Here's an older guy. I sat next to him on a plane once. I, I it was a great experience sitting next to Billy. Because some guys <laughs> try and recapture their youth, and and like he looks great in leather. Like and, don't don't be no, don't be like 49 and wearing all Quicksilver from head to toe. I mean, you know, yeah, be, yeah. try to. Yeah. Don't just go to the serve shop and just put that outfit. Granimals. It's like try to have. A unique style. And it, it works. It is all yours. And, and scent. Yeah. And now let's get into this. All right. Yeah, that's important. I agree. All I scent, uh, yeah. I have a secret. Uh, what is it? Tell me. Because I, I love, I'm at, I was. Soap and water? In my yeah. book. Well, that's a start. <laughs> you know, I did a lot of this in my book about what, what, what was, what perfume did the mom Ugh, wear? Gross. What, yeah. what are, smell. Because when you write, you have to hit all the senses. Oh, absolutely. You know, what did the room smell like? What did he smell like? And it, I love that part of it. So tell me, I'm curious what. Well, I had a, uh, I've always, you know, my mom was, uh, was raised me in a very fashion forward way. You know, I your get, mom sounds you. awesome. She was awesome. Pa- she, passed she, away in '98. Oh, I lost Aww. my mom too. Uh, I, I well, and condolences. Yeah, well, sorry, it's yeah. Uh, well, I, I lost my parents two months apart. So, oh, so I, I, I actually I just recently lost my father. It's, passed away I'm, about a month ago. Oh, I'm sorry. No, that's all right. uh, Thank you. It's, that. uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's, it's the circle of life, you know? We, yeah. We have to, but it, when you've lost your mom, it changes your makeup as a human being. Well, it changes no, who you are. It normally it would have, but, uh, we knew my dad was going to die almost instantly. So Aww. we, we didn't even have time to mourn because, yeah. uh, it, which I helped in a way. Uh, yeah. I'm glad, at least in my mental makeup, that it happened the way it did. Like, because uh, I wouldn't want to have seen my dad for without years her. without it. Just uh, they were like locked. Aww. Um, but she was like, I was probably the only kid in my grade school who got their school clothes at Saks Fifth Avenue. <laughs> I love it. You're lucky. That's so awesome. Oh, she was awesome. That's uh, fantastic. And uh, so I've been raised to look good and all that stuff. And I uh, like your glasses. Oh, I actually. need them. These are not for... Uh, One of my boys wears glasses. I think uh, glasses look great. You know, I mean, a lot of people say once you get... Uh, contacts i just love i've always been into the buddy holly yeah you do it has yeah. it's a little buddy holly vibe for sure it definitely oh, add it to your character when we're casting you yeah yeah, yeah i bet yeah. yeah well i need them so i mean my uh prescription could you know melt eggs on a sidewalk <laughs> but my scent here's my thing a couple months ago actually about a year ago uh i had on i just gotten this cologne calvin klein dark obsession really i loved it and this girlfriend of mine, uh, uh, just a girl who was actu- an actual friend, uh, said, Earl, you smell like an old man. <laughs> and I love this cologne. Dark and I'm like, really? Obsession. I just bought this. It's, it's like 75 bucks. Uh, it's like, uh-uh, here's what you do. Now, I, I hesitate in saying the name of the product because... Because it, yet again, they're yeah. not sponsoring you. <laughs> no, 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 it's it's such a secret of mine. What if it's the same secret? But I will say it. 
because I try and give back to the community. Uh, my friend Bobby said, what you do is you get this pheromone called Molecule 01. What? It's Where called, do you get you that? You get it at Barney's. Uh, it, it's, it's a, hundred, a pheromone. It's, I, I, and I don't... Wh- which department do you buy that in? In the... Um, sock department? In the... Per- <laughs> I guess, yeah. Uh, in the underwear department. Yeah. Uh, it's in the makeup and uh, beauty section. Like, I, huh. I, I don't want to get too local, but if you are in Los Angeles, it's on the basement level of Barney's. Oh, <laughs> uh, you we'll get it. by there on our way home. And there's a place on uh, Beverly called The Scent Bar. Oh, I love that place. That's a, I could go there and stay all day. They'll give you a sample, and it's unisex. Uh, but do and, you mix it with something then? Well, what you do is you. Uh, what I do is I spray it on my neck, uh huh, and then you layer it with whatever you use. Right. And she said, Earl, girls will be drawn to you. I'm like, ah, Bobby. All right, boy. I mean, this it's is worse. A shout out to my my boys, Chase Campbell Bailey Mason. <laughs> I'm telling you, it works. Pe- girls will stop me on the street and go, "What are you wearing?" Or, really? And you don't really smell it. It's a slightly piney scent, just barely smellable, but it's... It, well, you don't want a cologne to just be like, yeah. whoa, dude. Yeah. That's just, there's a cloud, you know, of I, cologne. When I, I first bought it, I thought, well, Bobby, I don't even fucking smell it. It was 150 a bottle. <laughs> She's like, just put it on, layer it. And at the time I was wearing Tom Ford Vanilla. That sounds good to me. I like yeah. vanilla. That sounds really well, it's, good. Well, it's—I mean—that's another. Uh, I like citrusy. I like Diarissimo, the men's. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Tom Ford guy. Very citrusy light. But uh, this uh, pheromones—it works. I now, mean, do you have a women's perfume that you are drawn to? Not really. You know, I was wearing perfume once when I was teaching Pilates, and the um, one of my clients was like, "Oh, I really like it," and it and, and asked me what it was, and I told her, and she goes, "I can't wear that because my husband told me that the, the boss's wife wears that." So she Oof. and it, you know, oh. it gave him a bad memory, you know, because it was the <laughs> boss's wife. But you know, it, perfume smells can bring memories; mm-hmm. they can trigger memories about people. And did your mom wear perfume? <laughs> she her uh, yes, she wore a lot of it. Um, she she was a Chanel. Okay, what what number five? Or? Yes, and yeah. um, you know my dad didn't wear colognes. You know, right. right guard, I guess. Oh well, that's that has a nice smell in itself. Mm-hmm. What do you wear? What what perfume? Well, I actually um I get headaches from perfumes. Yeah, so I was I'm gonna very, say because you get yeah. migraines. So I actually prefer good lotions. Uh huh. That's what I use, like lotions. Uh, there's the Alba the. Cooey nut that it's really become <laughs> quite a, no, I, just I, when you say it with your accent, it's yeah, hot. not it's all a, I heard was not. I'm wearing vanilla today, but um, <laughs> but yeah, I've got a lot of compliments on that actually. Um, yeah, I, anything with vanilla, I love that. Yeah, you know, cinnamon rolls, they say, is the, the smell that men love. Oh, really, you know, on they your body, find, they got really well. That you know, I mean, yeah. it's it, they've proven that's a smell that is very men, it's the men, men's favorite smell. But I mean, it is important for women. Uh, I mean, you girls like a guy who smells good, clean. looks mm-hmm. clean, yeah. smells clean. Because a, 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 I mean, don't, we like him when they're sweaty and working out and looking hot. But we don't want to. But be we don't want him to stink. <laughs> but I mean, a less attractive guy has a shot with you. I'm, I mean, not now because you girls are both taken. But like, if you see like a super good looking guy, but he's not really that well put together. 
And then you see from around the corner a guy who maybe not is not the in the traditional sense model looking, right. but he's got a nice Varvados leather whatever on, you know, whatever designer smells great. That guy has a shot with you. Yeah. Well, it looks like he's got it together. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't want a guy that's really obsessed with his looks because no. that fre- that freaks me out and feels like I have too much pressure. Yeah, then I have to like to, deal. Yeah, then I'm like, wait, do I have to get my hair done? You know, get a blowout before I wake up. Actually, my ex husband was up. all about that. He was all about dressing up in his suits and everything all the time. He was a great shopper too, having five sisters. Yeah, but man, I felt like a slobber on him all the time. Right. I mean, do you no? think men will benefit from reading your book too? I do, and I've actually had men on some. There, I've had a lot of test readers. That are men. Um, straight men. Straight gay? and gay, actually. Both have read it. Sure. And um, the reviews on my book, bloom, uh, they blow me away. I mean, I literally, every time I see them, I go, wow. I mean, I know this is important. This is something here. Because w- one of my favorite stories, I asked um, a, a girl from my, one of my boys' colleges to, to read the book. And she's a, a pre-professional zoology major. And she's, you know, she doesn't wear makeup. She's very, you know, earthy. And she said, well, why? And usually if you're dating the boy, you know, the mother asks you to read the book, you just go, yeah, sure. You know, I'll read it. She, she said, well, why? And I said, well, I really need different types of people to read it. I want to, well, so she said, oh, as long as, because she intellectualizes. She's like, all right. So she reads it. Her review blew me away. I mean, honestly. And she said, it's the best book I've ever read. And I, I was happy to see that a pre-professional zoology major who's working in AmeriCorps in West Virginia would love this book. Mm. So it's just, to me, to see all the different kinds of men and women that are reading it and liking it, just, it makes me feel so great, you know? And now I can't let anyone read it because... Um, I'm in the I'm at the point where I'm I'm trying to get an agent and I can't I can't let anyone read it now, which makes people want to read it more, which is good. Right, it yeah. creates a uh, creates a mystery. Yeah. yeah, but this this the, I encourage any authors out there when you are writing, get people to read it, get critiques, because that helps you to see where you're at, get a pulse check. Right, is it resonating? Is it confusing? You know, is it hard to read? Does it create emotions? Um. It's it's been invaluable to me to have people volunteer to read and volunteer to write reviews. I mean, I, I'm so grateful. Right? People have been so supportive to me. I've been really blown away by the support I've gotten. Well, there needs to be a book like this because it's such a, a quick fix society with sex and relationships now with Tinder and yeah. uh, apparently there's a new thing, Bumbler or yeah, Bumble. something with a B. Bumble, I think. Is oh, called. I haven't heard about that. Where That's the, a new one now. I'm not really out there. From Well, no, I mean, you're uh, in a happy, uh, yeah. Host. but yeah. I think uh, the difference is uh, in Bumbler, if I'm even saying it correctly, the girl has to reach out to you. First. Oh, actually I did mm. just hear about this. Maybe we had talked about it. Yeah. Where the girl has the power to um Yeah, I decide. guess like on Tinder it's more uh up to it's the a swap guy left and right, to yeah. make the, the first contact. 
But uh, both of you, actually, both of you. Right. I, I did a little testing and I went online there for a little I bit bet you when were I <laughs> separated. Yeah, I bet. yeah sure. And, um, big test going on there. I, I have quite some experiences. We can take in a different show. I have oh, I've all had the a few. answers for you. <laughs> but then I started running into too many people I knew. No, I like, met my boyfriend. I saw a few I met from my our show site. So I, I logged off. I met him online. Could you, can, can you say what site or? I don't even think it's around anymore. I met him on chemistry.com. Mm. Oh, okay. I did it for a month. As a uh, trial of so- research? Well, I, it, honestly, um, at the time, I really was just dating the wrong kind of guys. And I was a single mom. And I really needed I needed to just get find someone to share my life with that um, was going to help me with my boys. And I needed to, I needed to settle down. And I, the, my type wasn't the right type to be doing that. <laughs> now, when you say your type at the time, you mean just bad, not bad boys, Douchey but like hot guys, right? Who just, <laughs> Douchey. sex was, Douchey hot sex like, was I good. Like but assholes. I like, you know, complete assholes. Why do you think you were? <laughs> no, but that, yeah. Why are women shallow? I was really shallow. Just looks. Really looks. I mean, I was really all about the looks, and but it's also about not maybe loving yourself, maybe from things yeah. from your past, and um, you know, I I went through a, a really hard divorce. I mean, it was brutal. Obviously, everyone's divorced. I mean, you did too. Yeah, horrible. it leaves it. It scars you. You know, um, I I couldn't really open my heart. Mm. You no, know, I had trouble. Down, yeah. So it's easier to date guys that aren't going to open their heart. Because then you don't have to open yours. It was easier. Just animalistic sex. Yeah. Not animalistic, just, but like. Because it's not going to be real. Meaningless. And I dated this one guy and he was like, well, I can see you this week on Tuesday and, you know, Thursday. That's typical Tinder. I never got like a Saturday night and I was like, he's totally dating someone. I mean, really? But I didn't care. I couldn't have cared less. I laughed. I was like, oh, here's the call. What nights can you see me this week? <laughs> you know? But he the gave sex me a was- Yankee candle for my birthday. I was like, oh, Class, I think I know. You got this at CVS. I mean, I was like, really? Yeah, but I kept going for it. Because the sex was good, and no, really wasn't. Okay, but you were probably not ready. Seriously, I don't know. He had he had a six pack. (laughs) Well, sometimes if they're too much of that, maybe they don't know how to perform. Yeah, they're so into themselves they can't kill the rest. That's that's true. (laughs) Let me ask you this. Oh, here we go. No, no, nothing. Earl just put his feet up. I'm in trouble now. He's like, oh, let me ask you this. Let me put mine up too. What is more uh, desirable to both of you? Like do you, a guy with a, a flawless body, whatever that is to, to you, six pack arms, perfectly clothed hair, uh, you know, good size package, but he's not that good at the actual act or... Would you date a guy who maybe isn't traditionally what you would go for looks wise, but he can please you beyond all humanly means? Well, I personally, I want a guy that is open to learning and doesn't have his ego brought into the bedroom. So you can say, you know what, can you do that a little different or because what one girl likes and some girls told him that is working or maybe she was faking orgasms, who knows? And then he he doesn't really know what you like. And you can't have an ego in the bedroom. You can't have that affect how you feel about yourself if you're not doing something right. And you want someone that's open to that. And I guess to answer your question for me, um, I want someone that's going to love me unconditionally 
that I can have a good time with and laugh with, and that I have chemistry with. And when you have chemistry with someone, everything else can work out in the bedroom. It's going to be okay. And chemistry doesn't have to mean with just your eyes. It can be, you know, because I I mean, the guy I'm with right now shaves his head. He doesn't have a six pack. I love you, Charlie. (laughs) But, you know, he's he's got a great body, but he's, you know, he's, he's not like, he did, first of all, he's a dad. He's a very involved father, and he's a lawyer. He works, and he got a really big job. So when's he supposed to be doing all that working out? You know, <laughs> right? Four in the morning. Before, yeah, it's very difficult. But he does surf, though. He's yeah, surfer. he's an incredible surfer. I mean, the guy rips double overhead. He's bored. He won't even go out if it's not overhead. I mean, you know. He doesn't look like he can rip out there. I always make fun of him. I go, did you stand up today? Right. Or did you just go on your knees? <laughs> well, that's later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, I'm learning and growing. I was kind of immature and I was looking for the wrong things. Um, I met three guys when I was online. All of them fell in love with me. One of them lied about his age so much. He was, he was a producer of a TV show. He was highly Googleable. And you knew what year he graduated. He was on a TV show? He was a producer of a a, a TV show. I won't say which one. Oh, of course not. Um, And he was, you know, we we went to a hotel and we're sitting at the bar having a drink. And I was like, "Um, you know, I know you lied about your age. And he's like, what? No, I didn't. I mean, he just couldn't come clean. He said he was younger. A lot. I mean, you know, by like 15 years. And he's like... Finally, I kept prodding. I'm like, I, I, I could see what year you graduated from USC film school. I mean, oh wow, yeah. I mean, it was it was really obvious, and it bothered me that he couldn't come clean, you know. And on my first date with Charlie, I was like, well, um, what happened with your last relationship? You know, you go through the whole like, tell me your story. And he's like, well, she lied about her age. And I went, well, I lied about my, <laughs> I lied about my age too. And he looked at me and he goes, well, at least you admit it. <laughs> Because at my age, I was going to be fixed up with like 70 year olds. Right. You know, you can't. You, and But it was just hilarious because he didn't care as long as I admit it. And then he goes, well, how old are you? And I go, well, I'd have to kill you if I told you. <laughs> he couldn't have cared less how yeah. old he was. He just wanted to know the truth. I wasn't as old or young or whatever as I said I was. Um, and he got it. He was like, no, of course you had to, you know, and believe me, you look good for your age. So, sure. you know, I mean. It just you just need a sense of honesty, I guess. Yeah, you know that's important too. Um, and then the other guy that I dated was like, um, sometimes I like to go to sex clubs, and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, no. I was like, well, what do you do? Of course, I was curious. That's good material for my book. <laughs> I'm like, well, what do you do there? You watch or you participate? What? The good thing that happened out of that relationship was I used to get lost a lot here in LA. And he bought me a nav system for my car. That's okay. Nice. So that, you know, I felt really, that was great. I was like, that was worth dating. And I got the good How stories. How long did you date him for? Not that long. I mean, you know, he filled my house with roses on Valentine's <laughs> Day. My kids were like, mom, you got a delivery. I was like, they're like, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> no, yeah, it was fun. He wasn't for me. I just, you know. Well, online is, uh, it's, uh, you know, you got to wade through some murky waters. Yeah. And then I said, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. And then Charlie popped up. So that's it. Rest is history. (laughs) Now where this is the part 
where see what I do is we could go on for another hour, but I want people to get a little tasty. Yeah, yeah. So they want a part two. Oh yeah, I love it. And there'll definitely be a part two here. I mean, I could talk to you all. I mean, Aww. I mean, this is Yay. well. It's a great. You're an open woman, women. Yeah, both of you. You yeah. know, and that's, that's a good game, team. Man. I'm thrilled that she's managing my social media for me. I mean, I feel incredibly lucky. Well, it's such an amazing uh, subject. Not it's just fun. sex addiction. I'm having fun, yeah. She's having fun, and I'm having fun. It is, well, and I am fascinated by women's sexuality. I really am. I was fascinated by why women were drawn to the book Fifty Shades of Grey. I don't want to get tied up and ball gagged. I just don't. Right. It doesn't, no. that to me is really horrific. So, but for some reason that book, and I realized women are sexually repressed. Some and they're, aren't. They're searching for <laughs> something. Not, yeah. That book changed a lot of marriages. I mean, it opened up, you know, people like a can of whoop ass. So that's great that it did that. You know, maybe marriages got back on the sex train, you know, that they needed to. Um, there was a lot of Saturday Night Live did that. some great bits on it. There they had a, a woman divorces. reading it and sitting yeah. on the washing machine, I think, when it was in the oh, really? you know, spin oh, cycle. It was just funny. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it wasn't my, you know, favorite. I couldn't finish. It was the mm. worst piece of literature I'd ever read, but uh, it really touched lives. I didn't have to read it. Everybody's telling me all so about I'm it. So I'm trying to write a really good <laughs> book. I, You know, I pitched my book to this agent in New York, um, and she goes, I love it. No one's done this before. It's orange meets the new orange is the new black meets girl interrupted. So right. it's the mind bending part of being, you know, cause she's in rehab. So there's the lockup and there's all the cast of characters that come with that and why she's there. She's a sex addict and she's the only one. That's one of the things that in the book is this, this poor person, this poor girl is trying to find someone just like her. And then finally, you know, someone is there. Someone does show up. But, um, you know, for the most part, it's the men that are the sex addicts. So I had to t put that twist. I wanted right. to, I really wanted to do that. Right. Well, yeah. speaking of finding yourself, you have a big social media uh, I do. presence. On Twitter, where can my lovely followers find you? Well, Anita. Well, I yeah, I'm out there tweeping away. <laughs> yeah. So my my Twitter is at Jennifer Irwin author. And that's and also my, the website. Is it oh. Jen Irwin author or is it Jen? I think it's Jennifer no, it's Irwin, Jennifer Irwin author. author. Jennifer yes. Irwin author. Dot com. And, dot com. Um, uh, and then my website is uh, Jennifer Irwin author again. Mm -hmm. And my Facebook is. Jennifer, Jennifer yeah. and sad. for you know all the latest updates go to those sites yeah facebook and twitter twitter i'm you know really active and and on twitter i've gotten a very big following because i take quotes from test readers and i combine them with family photos photos of me and my kids right. and my life so people have gotten to know me personally um and i use those photos because i own them and, um, right. you know, and I've used a lot of my boys, girlfriends and ex-girlfriends. And then at Christmas time, I gave them, I gave me a hundred dollar modeling fee. And they were like, yes, because I'm like, I've used your picture a lot. <laughs> um, you know, and, and I, I think people have enjoyed getting to know me. Right. And every quote on my, on my, uh, Twitter is somebody read the book and that's what they've said about it. So it's kind of created a, quite a stir, the way that I've marketed myself in the book. 
And I have, I think, almost 50,000 followers on Twitter right now. You have a lot. I was like, yeah. wow. You know, yeah, I, and thank you for following me. I saw that on my way here. I was, I, I said, oh, Earl just followed me, and I followed you right back. Well, I was researching, you know, and I thought, oh, we're, we're uh, going to be lifelong friends now. And, I'm, uh, I'm so happy. This has been really a great experience for me because I know I'm going to be on talk shows. And you're not scripted. And I want to be able to practice being interviewed. This is very important to me. And I, and I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to be here. Well, it's been an honor to have both of you on. Uh, you know, this I try and do this has a talk show format, but not just ask you to say. I'm sure when you uh, get on, well, I don't want to mention their names, but the big talk shows, it's just the same canned questions mm -hmm. of. So, what's it like being? Uh, horny uh woman <laughs> no i was know. really i was really looking forward to this because um i didn't know what you were gonna ask me i didn't either and so it it yeah i was a little nervous i was like well what's he gonna ask me but then i thought well that's okay the unknown is okay well and that's how i do prepare it prepare for life you have to be able to yeah i mean i try and uh with every guest I have on from the, from the famous ones to my comedy friends, nobody knows is, uh, but especially with the, like the famous singers I've had on it, they're asked the same questions for the last 30 years. What was it like doing this album? And right. So I try and uh, approach it in a, uh, more of a conversational to like, if we were at a bar right now. Right. Yeah, no, this is, this has been great. So, and, and the other thing I, I, I just want to throw out there please. is the, the, the author community on Twitter has been incredibly supportive. I've never in my life seen a more supportive group of people. It's, it's been so impressive and touching to me. And I, I feel really lucky that I've gotten into this and I've gotten to know the author community and that I've seen this how much support they give you. And I would like to help other writers follow their dreams because I've been weaving the web of the publishing business and it's not easy. And there's a lot of rejection and it's, it's, it's a tough business. Anything, it's a closed right? business. It's a hard business to break into. Mm -hmm. And I, I want to be able to help people learn how to do that and weave that through that, that maze. Um, so they can follow their dreams and get published. Cause there's a story in everybody. We all have one in us. Just start writing, Earl. I bet you have a good book in that head right there. I would, I would, and I'm sure it's a, I'm sure it'd be a bestseller. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, there would be some uh, crazy sex stories. That's uh, not even of me necessarily, but, uh, you know, before I got into comedy, uh, I used to hang out with a group of agents and managers, all very high end uh, at the three lettered agencies in town. And, uh, you know, they would take me with them on these uh, parties. Yeah, that, that's, people mm. love hearing stuff like that. They want to know. I mean, I've been to uh, seeing things at uh, gang bangs and, and uh, 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 just. Uh, no, gang bangs, meaning Compton, like gang members. Like, no, I wish. Uh, those would have been. About, oh, that kind of. Those would have been safer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And uh, just the stories, uh, you know, I've never had a drug or drink in my life, so I've, but I've been to. Good for you, that's great. Well, my. Uh, I hate drugs, I'm just going to yeah. throw that out there. Yeah, yeah, well, they impair the blood flow yeah. to certain, I don't know how it works for women's bodies, but. Uh, it does the same thing for women. So. Yeah, yeah it's, don't do drugs. Don't do, that's, you know. No. That's the way and, and, to... And drunk drunk girls are not attractive. I, I need well, I don't to, know about that. I need to that, put that out there. <laughs> speak for, for yourself. For all those high school girls yes, that I've been girls. seeing. Ain't pretty. You know. 
Well, um, it's uh, a little bit of a buzz. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, since I don't drink at all alcohol, it, it's uh, I don't really like drunk girls. You know. Yeah, it's not it's not fun to babysit someone drunk. I want them to enjoy the full Earl experience sober. <laughs> not, oh God! Just it's kidding. a selfish thing for you. Yeah. No. I, know, right. Right. I mean, I want them to be fully aware. Of what's all going. all their senses at high alert. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it so it takes away your senses. Yeah. Well, it, uh, it sometimes it enhances them. But uh, now we're getting off to do another podcast. <laughs> uh, guys, this is uh, inappropriate, Earl. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, Anita, do you want to plug your uh, personal before? Uh, where where can show. people find you? Yeah, plug yourself. Uh, but please spell that. My fan base is, you know, okay. they think pro wrestling is real. Okay. So here we go. It's A N I T A L U G L I A N I dot com. And that's my personal web. And you can see and actually a little bit. What's the show that you're about to? The well, I, the name is uh, Untitled for now because we don't want to bring right. that out in open. But if you go on there and click on to actor, you can see the uh, clip is on there a little bit. You can see Earl on there. You can see me, uh, Robert it's Peters. It's really good. I'm Brian excited Mikotera. about it. I'm very excited about it. I think it's really mm-hmm. good. I think I, I really want it to get picked up. Well, you know, you t- brought up rejection, and this show that we did was like uh, we haven't even been rejected yet. But not like, yet, no, we're uh, waiting. We're it's the- holding. You gotta have a thick skin. It's not yeah. personal. You just have to keep trying. It's all about timing. We want to come out from nowhere and, and believe just hit it. that you can do it. You well, that, keep uh, the faith. That, well, yeah. It's, whether you're an author, a, a comic, an actress. Right. I mean, I've been told no more than. Uh, probably every comic combined. Yeah, and when someone says no, it's just, it's an opportunity. There's one thing that's really fine about our assembly, that almost everyone is tall. Yeah, well, if uh, she was saying that, yeah, that you're because I'm tall. So. I'm not even the tallest yeah. guy in the cast, but I mean, it's uh, well, Anita did that on purpose because she's tall. Well, so. I, right. you know, I was part of casting, <laughs> and you know, we have a few that are a little bit smaller. You didn't want to look like an small. Amazon, next exactly. Right. Yeah. It's about time, no, but it was funny because the crew actually said, Wow, we're never still seeing so many tall cast members, right? I'm like, so really? I didn't they had to bring the lights then. up a little yeah. higher, yeah. And- especially for yes. Brian, he's yeah. a monster, uh, true, true. But uh, guys, uh, follow. Follow uh, that advice. Don't give up. You know, I'm Never sure you came uh, with some roadblocks. Oh, you no know, one will read a book like that from yeah. a girl's point of view. A lot uh, of roadblocks. And, uh, you know, I can't tell you how many times I hear no. And I, you know, it motivates me. Now, as I get older, it motivates it me. It motivates me too. Yeah, me too. Because I believe my book. But when I was younger, special. I would let it get me down. Like I would give up very easily when I was younger. It's like, oh, well, I'm not good enough, but fuck it. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, it's a good yeah. lesson there. Don't give up and believe no. and know that you have, you know, you, you have something there. Well, you know, I you tell people, what you're doing. you have to exactly. be delusional. You have to be, yes, but you, your delusion should be based in reality. Yes. You know, it's That's not delusional for you to think you're going to make it as an author. Every talent. time I start writing, I write on a piece of paper. I am a New York times bestselling author. I write it down. Oh, it works. If you don't believe it's going to happen, it isn't going to happen. It's all about right. manifesting. I believe yeah. in that very much. I, I used to not I, believe I in that day. stuff. Like t- I went to a Tony Robbins seminar once, and although he was a little heavy-handed for my taste. <laughs> well, he's a tall guy. Well, he brought me on stage. Out of, oh, he, ooh, did, he did he really? 10,000 people in this room. Oof, and I, That's cool. 
it was uh i think what he was trying to do is uh, you can't don't don't judge a book by its cover and at the time i had really long hair and i probably looked like i did every drug on earth right and but you didn't i had I've never done one and he was like i bet by looking at this guy you think he's a stoner and so on and so forth and he interviewed me and all that stuff and uh, but he was a little much for my taste but you were trying, you were putting yourself out there and trying to grow as a person. And that's cool. I mean, I there's like uh, yeah, I like, uh, like the chicken soup for the soul guys. I right. vibe with a little more, uh, but you know, uh, cause I think if you act like Tony Robbins to get your point across, you're, you're covering up something like yeah. some, but he's not, obviously he's very successful, but, uh, like if you have to sell a product like, hey, everyone, which, you know, I got a beach house in Malibu and <laughs> I flew in with the helicopter. It's like, OK, what are you scamming me? on? Yeah. But, uh, you know, hey, I broke the board at the end of the session. So. Oh, did you? It, it was. I'll give him that. You it, believed. He uh, <laughs> you punch your fist through a wood plank, which was probably bought at Home Made Depot. Balsa wood. Yeah. And it, I was like, fuck, I can be a comic. <laughs> and 16 years later, I'm uh, still bombing at uh, open mics. But oh, no, we're no. going to come watch you on Tuesday yeah, night. I would love to see I'm you. Excited. Yeah, Tuesday night's Comedy Store Roast Battle. It's uh, big news coming Thursday about a, a certain network doing something <laughs> with the show. Uh, so you will uh, hear about that more. But uh, my thanks to Anita and Jennifer. Uh, please go on their websites. Uh, they can't buy the book, but they can... It's, uh, it, it will be out soon enough. But I'm going to say that um, if you keep track of me on either twitter or um facebook you'll you'll or my author's page all that updates will be on there so on my uh, social media please uh keep up with the book buy it when it comes out uh, maybe I, I can appreciate that well I it's really it's do. a great book uh it's it's the premises you know guys and i have a primarily male fan base let's be honest uh i want men to read it i really do yeah well but that's what i want to have happen men should if you want to learn about women you're not going to learn about it from your buddy rick it's going to learn about it from two hot girls rick right. probably isn't telling the truth yeah i mean you want to please a woman uh nina and jennifer you know they're a woman they you know and it's not just a sex <laughs> book but like no it's a, it, there's a lot to the book it's, it's a psychological a, book it's a psychological book it's a soul-searching book it's about life but it's a roadmap uh, of a woman's brain. It is. It absolutely is. And I love that. That's a great description. You're not going to get that uh, from uh, reading uh, Dr. Dwayne Dyer uh, or his uh, <laughs> his craziness. So, guys, uh, please uh, pump this out on Twitter and uh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Leave and a I review. I always follow back. Yes. You follow yes. me. I make sure. That's what I have to yeah. do. I have you to have get packed. I told you that one. Yeah. Well, my thing is I only follow people I respect, and it's, I'm learning that's not how social media works. <laughs> you know, people want to feel important, and they want to feel like you notice them. Well, I'm all about supporting other people, yeah. but it's like when, when but it's... You could have a fit, little fan out there, you know, and you, they want you to follow them back. No, I, I, and I, I'm all about promoting other people's... Uh, projects and comedy music and movies but me uh, too i do that yeah. too you know I'm, it's, I'm it's so fan. hard for me to do it if i don't think it's a uh, like i feel oh they like me i feel guilty that maybe i don't like them but uh that's welcome to twitter earl <laughs> guys and for this is episode 111 it might be the best one yet so please let's take Yay. it to the top 
And we'll see you uh, tomorrow with uh, Eric Bischoff, the man who was the creator of the Monday Night Wars in the world of pro wrestling. So we it's a girl talk today, definitely a guy-flavored talk tomorrow. So uh, And then uh, Thursday, I am remiss to say I'm lucky to have the great Roger Capps bass player from the Pat Benatar band, knew Pat Benatar when she was a waitress at Caroline's Comedy Club, and they made wow. it together. So it's a big week for Inappropriate Earl. It's a little something for everyone. And next week, we'll try and get Lexington Steel, the porn star, to uh, <laughs> uh, satiate your sexual deviances. 